You're listening to the Create Yourself Podcast, episode number 11. Today, I'm talking with Katrina Widener about life coaches, what they are, when you should have one, how they help entrepreneurs, and more. Katrina is a former marketer, journalist, and social media manager turned entrepreneur life coach who gets overly excited about helping small business owners feel empowered and find amazing growth in their businesses. Whether it's watching a client tell her why they're uniquely qualified in their profession, working together to create a copy that sells, or seeing their eyes light up when they feel inspired to tackle a problem. Working as a life coach has brought her more fulfillment than she ever knew she could get from a career. She's probably wearing something black right now and has a book close by. Let's find out why a life coach is a great investment in yourself and or your business. Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you for being so amazing by leaving reviews, being a member, and sharing the show with others. Go ahead and post a screenshot of this episode on social media and either tag me or use the hashtag create yourself so I can say thanks. Let's get to it. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast. I believe that life isn't about finding yourself, but creating yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Fegley, and I'm here to help you create your life through positivity, self-confidence, and self-care. Keep listening for all of the best tips and tricks to get you through this crazy thing called life and make a few friends along the way. Hate commercials? Want exclusive content? Wish you could be the first to listen? Head over to patreon.com slash sarahfigley for all of that and more. You'll be glad you did. That's patreon.com slash sarahfigley. Hey, Katrina. Thanks so much for being here. I can't wait for you to share all of your little tidbits with <laughs> our, our listeners. Thank you for having me. Of course. So how about we tell everyone a little bit more about you? Sure. Um, so I'm Katrina. I'm a life coach based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, basically the three things that my business focuses on the most are empowerment, uh, community, and balance. And these are three things that are very important to me as well. Um, so I usually am found helping entrepreneurs or get amazing growth in their business. I also run an entrepreneur book club and um, someone who's very passionate about reading myself. Um, otherwise, I'm a big traveler. Um, I, I just actually got back from a trip from Miami and I read a lot both for the book club or on my own. I usually average around 50 books a year. <laughs> um, and other than that, I just live at home with my cat who's a little black cat named Teddy. And I really focus on helping um, the, uh, the people around me and entrepreneurs in specific really feel empowered about who they are and how they're living their lives. That is so cool. Uh, that 50 something <laughs> books a year, that is 
Yeah, that is a challenge. I'm going to take that <laughs> as a challenge for this year and try to make half of that. <laughs> I'm a very fast reader, so it that definitely helps a lot. Gotcha. I definitely find it a lot easier if I'm doing audiobooks. I ha- I'm one of those people that just, if I'm sitting still for more than five minutes, I have mm, to mm-hmm. fall asleep. <laughs> so audiobooks are my go-to. Um, so uh, your history before you became a life coach, I found this very interesting that you were mm-hmm. in the marketing field. And you actually worked at Better yes. Homes and Gardens. What so um, my like? background is I actually graduated with degrees in history and in journalism, with journalism being my primary focus uh, when I first started into trying to find a career. And so um, I worked at Better Homes and Gardens magazine, but I worked on their website. And so I worked in the food, holidays, and entertaining department, which was a lot of fun. I loved the department I worked in. I loved the people I worked with because it was all about like learning how to cook better and writing about food and really just getting to taste all this amazing, um, all these recipes and kind of help them market it and promote it. Yeah. All the important things. (laughs) So it kind of was like not only my, it kind of fed into my um, desire to learn more about cooking and about food. And I mean, we had a weekly meeting where the first question was, what was the best thing you ate this week? Which I just loved. Um, Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) Maybe I'll start out this podcast from now on. (laughs) What is the best thing you ate this week? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It also was kind of my first foray into, so like search engine optimization. Um, I did some social media. I really was writing for the web, which in, when you go to, at least when I was in school for journalism and I was in school specifically for magazine journalism, it was a lot of, here's how you write for print. This is how you write for the magazine and not as much this is how you write for the website. So this was really my first experience really nailing that um, kind of online presence, which ended up being what made me move forward in the marketing world and social media world, which then also ended up with me focusing primarily on entrepreneurs for my business. So not only was it really fun in and of itself, and I really enjoyed the people I worked with, but it kind of set the stage for where I am now, which is awesome. That's really cool. A lot of learning opportunities with that. And is that also how you kind of found the life coaching as a, oh, I can actually do that as a job? Like, is (laughs) did you find that there? Or how did that kind of click with you? Like, when I found out podcasting, I was like, this is what I've been looking for for forever. Why did I never think of this before? It's been in front of me this whole time. (laughs) Sadly, it did not come that quickly. Um, I ended up, so when I worked at Bedrooms and Gardens, it was, it's owned under this huge corporation called Meredith Corporation. So this, they own offices in several cities across the nation. They own a ton of like magazine titles and marketing and they have all of these different departments and areas and it was very large. And so I ended up going from working for this huge corporation to freelancing for them full time. So 
um, where I was working at Better Homes and Gardens was in Des Moines, Iowa. And I, when I moved to freelancing for them full-time is when I moved back to Minneapolis when I'm from the area and my family still lives here and I have a ton of friends here. So that was the ultimate goal anyway. And after I moved back here and freelance for a while, I started working for a very small, small company. I think uh, the most people that ever worked there at the same time while I was there was like 35. So very teeny tiny. And I worked in marketing as a marketing specialist and social media manager there. So it kind of was this slow build of, I started out being in journalism, really writing and editing being my main focuses and then getting just like a little bit more experience online and a little bit more experience marketing and then becoming a full out marketing specialist and social media manager. And it was while I was at this small company that I kind of was like, you know, I've done the big corporation, I've freelanced, I've done the small corporation. None of them are really the right fit for me. I could tell I was not happy at my last job. I was feeling very underutilized. I was hired for a creative role. And as time went on, it got more and more administrative, which is not my forte. I think um, we could all relate <laughs> to a job where that something along those lines has happened. <laughs> yes. Um, but so I was kind of like, I need to make a plan for leaving this company, but just making like a lateral shift and doing the same sort of thing somewhere else isn't going to make me happy because I've tried that several times now and in all of the different ways that you can really try that. (laughs) So I basically was like, okay, what are the things, like, what are my strengths? What are my passions? What naturally am I good at? What am I excited about? And what are my personal values? And I had sort of started doing, listening to some personal development podcasts and books and doing some exercises on my own and really just being like, I want to take the next step, but I want to take it the right way. And I want to take it in a way that I'm actually consciously, mindfully making this decision instead of just being like, okay, I'm going to leave and I'll just leave to a different marketing position at a different company or marketing firm Mm -hmm. and really have the same problem happen all over again. And so what I ended up focusing on is I had once been given a compliment that was just that I naturally know how to make someone feel comfortable and make someone feel loved and make them really love themselves. And it was something that had always stuck with me. And I had really felt like not only does this really exemplify what I'm trying to do or what I would like to do, but it also is something that I found so important that I kept coming back to it time and time again. And so I was like, how can I turn that into a career? How can I make that be what I do every single day? And so I looked into career options, like maybe becoming a therapist or going into social work. And I really realized that, you know, those are, well, first of all, I would have to go back to school, which I didn't necessarily want to do. (laughs) But those are also careers where um, I would be dealing with some pretty traumatic stuff sometimes. And I knew myself well enough to know that it would be very hard for me to leave work at work. It would affect me day in, day out. It would affect my happiness. It would be hard for me to kind of cut those ties in between. And so that's when I heard about life coaching. Sorry, this has been a very long-winded story. (laughs) No, I love it. I'm like, and I'm just (laughs) captivated by this whole thing. 
But yeah, so that's when I kind of was like, okay, so what is this life coaching thing? I've heard about it. Like it's it's popped up a few times, but I don't necessarily really understand what it is or how it works or what I would be doing. And so I did some research online. And it's funny, I even have like my notebook from that point in time when I was really doing this like soul searching of what direction to go in. And I have written in it like life coach, question mark, question mark, like maybe I should go in this direction. (laughs) And so I ended up calling, I just like went on Google, searched life coach Minneapolis and ended up calling someone that I really connected to her website. And I was like, you know, like I'll be able to ask her questions kind of see what this whole thing is about and if it's for me. And I ended up doing, I ended up working with her as my own life coach. I ended up doing training with her. And that's kind of where I got started because it was in that first meeting where I was just like, I really think that this might be the direction I should be going in. It sounds like something I have been doing without even knowing about it for years. And it ended up being the perfect fit. So... (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you kind of just catapulted yourself into it and said, you need to be my mentor sort of thing. Yes. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. And, and a great way to kind of work into the business and Mm -hmm. learn at the same time that that's perfect. Yes. So how excited about it? (laughs) Yeah. So how would you say that a life coach is different from say that friend that you go to for anything? So I would say that there are a couple ways that it really truly differs. So first and foremost, we all have those friends that we go to when we need some advice or our family members or whoever it might be. And we're like, this is the predicament I'm in, or this is a situation I'm in. And we kind of talk it through with those people and everyone has like a go-to person. But the thing is, is that because they're our friends, we will ignore them or we'll take, we'll be like, Oh yeah, that's really good advice. But we don't have any kind of reason to actually take the advice. So one of the interesting things about like a life coach, as opposed to a friend is first and foremost, we know the exercises, we know kind of the ways to get you out of your head so that you're not standing in your own way, which is generally Mm -hmm. what is going to be the problem no matter what type of coach it is. There are life coaches that kind of do it all. There are relationship coaches. There are health coaches. I specifically work with entrepreneurs. So we've all kind of trained and get to the point where we really know who our audience is, what they generally struggle with and how we can help them the best. So there's a little bit more training or education than just your friend would have. Um, There's also the fact that you're paying me, which is one of the things that is, some people don't really understand it, but when I explain it to them, it makes a ton of sense. If you are paying me a couple hundred dollars a month to give you advice, you're going to feel like you have to take the advice. Otherwise you are wasting your money. And if (laughs) kind of like people that they'll buy all the equipment to work out at home and it'll just sit there. But if they pay like something dollars a month for a membership. Exactly. And even like one step further, if they are paying for one-on-one personal training with a fitness coach, 
they have to show up. They ha- It's that kind of level of accountability. It's not only like, oh, yeah. I'm spending this money to, so I don't want to waste my money, but it's also, I have this one person and if I don't do what I need to do, they're going to know. And so it is, it adds that accountability in because oftentimes we don't want to let that person down. Um, The other interesting thing is because I focus specifically with entrepreneurs, not only do I do the life coaching side where I really help people get past their fears or kind of even like what I was explaining beforehand about making sure that the life that I was moving forward with was aligned with my values and aligned with my passions and my strengths and who I am and all of these things that really make up who, like who Katrina Widener is. And I help my customers do that too. I help make sure that they're moving forward in a way that's really aligned with who they are deep down inside, which very, very rarely happens. Really, if you look at people who are in a career, they're in that career because they're good at math or they're good at writing. And this kind of made sense when they were in school and not because like, this is what I'm passionate about, or these are what my values are. So I also do that level with people, but then I also help with marketing I help with newsletters. I help with search engine optimization. We go through social media together. We'll write the copy for your website or set up a website. And so all of these marketing areas that I have spent a large part of my career in mastering and really understanding how to get in the mind of your demographic, I now get to offer that to my clients as well. So that's great. That's great that you're not just kind of, I mean, I don't want to I mean, I don't want to say throwing away your, uh, like your, uh, what you've been, went to school for, like all that money you paid for it. I'm not, I don't mean to say you necessarily throwing it away. I hate when people say that, but you're still utilizing exactly. it now. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, this is, this is more than just me being able to like move in a direction that I want to be in because obviously I was attracted to writing and editing and and marketing and all those things for a reason. I didn't absolutely hate the content I was working with. It was just the format of the corporations and working for other people and really not feeling like I was helping someone one-on-one because those are all things that are my personal values are helping people or um like having variety or like the that you really don't get in an administrative role. And sometimes people are really excited about those administrative roles and good for them. But it was a way for me to be like, here's all this knowledge I have, all this expertise I've been spending years cultivating. And now I get to offer that to somebody else and I get to train them and teach them and work with them one-on-one, but also make them feel really good about what they're doing and who they are and feel aligned with their businesses. And and really, I talk about balance a lot or self-care a lot, but for me, when I talk about living a life of balance, it's living a life that you don't need to escape from. It's living a life where you don't you're not so stressed out after a day at work that you have to come home and have a glass of wine to unwind or that you have to take a hot bath. It's more of like when you are spending your hours at work doing things that are aligned with your passions and your values, you don't have to escape from that day at work. And so it's just, it was, life coaching was a great way to really take everything that I was naturally good at, everything that I had trained 
in schooling and in my previous uh, career at and bring it to help other people, which is bottom line what I was wanting to do. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic that you could merge everything together and create exactly what you wanted to do and cater it to yourself that still helps a wide range of individuals. Right. So what are some indicators that someone should or shouldn't get a life coach where they are at currently in their life? So I actually really lay this out on my website too, because I think it's so important for someone who is maybe thinking about making that decision or who is kind of in the place where they're like, should I be working with a life coach? Should I be going to see a therapist? Like I want to make that change, but I'm not exactly sure what to do. The number one thing that I, and I do a free consult with all of my clients so that they can really get to know me beforehand, but also so I can get to know them and make sure they're ready for it. But if someone is wanting to work with a coach, but they're not 100% like ready to actually commit to the process, that's probably my biggest red flag as the coach. Because if you are like looking to make a change in your life, you're going to know if you're willing to put the work in. You have to actually, I mean, um, oftentimes the people who come to me are lacking some confidence. They want clarity on what direction they want to move in in the future. They need to really be aligning their life with who they are a little bit more. And those are some of the things that people come to me time and time again for, in addition to the marketing. And so it's like a person who's really ready to coach, mm -hmm. if they're looking for a change in their life, but they just need a little bit of guidance or accountability or support or kick in the pants or whatever it might be to get there with help. They want some mentorship. They want someone to walk there with them. And sometimes they want somebody who knows how to do it if they don't know how to get these specific things done. So it's... It's mainly about needing that guidance to take it to the next level yeah. in whatever area that they're that they're looking for help in. And sometimes people want to take it to the next level, but they're not ready to commit to the work. And so that would be an instance where they it's not time for us to work together. I'll also often have people be like, "Oh, my brother would be a great person for you to work with," mm -hmm. or, "Oh, I have this one friend, and she would really like benefit from working with you." The thing that's interesting, though, is that if unless they've made the decision, it's not going to work out. It just isn't. <laughs> it's Again, it's the same thing like working out at a gym. They yeah. can be like, oh, my friend really needs to come to this workout class. But unless that friend is willing to get out of bed and put on their gym clothes and drive to the class and get there on time, there's nothing you can do to force them. You can't drag them kicking and screaming the entire way. Um, the other number one thing that I tell people is if they are in a place where they are working through some trauma or maybe some mental health issues or something like that, I am not trained in that sort of a situation. I am not someone who um, has the actual like qualifications to be able to provide them with the help that they need. And I'm always very clear about that because there is a difference between like a therapist or a counselor and a life coach. They're not the same thing. And I have not gone through that training. And I want to make sure that the people that I'm working with get what they need. 
And if I can't provide that, I don't want to work with them just to work with them. I want them to get what they need, yeah. even if it's yeah, not I for hear me. You. That's a lot. I mean, you can, anybody can probably look back at a time when they're like, man, I wish I would have had somebody tell me to take X, Y, Z steps instead of me wasting the past, like how many months trying to figure it out on my own or something like that. <laughs> so it'll, I, I think mm-hmm. that, that is amazing that you can really help save that time and or money with because since you deal with entrepreneurs that could end up saving them money too if they are doing things the wrong way Mm -hmm. hey you yeah you with the side hustle the nine to five kids a to-do list that's a mile long and I bet you barely have time to go to a salon or paint your own nails without smudges. Maybe you've even given up on trying to have nice looking nails. Well, guess what? I figured out the secret. 100% nail polish strips that are free of formaldehydes, DBP, camophore, xylene, and more. Wait, no, it's not a vinyl wrap that requires heat, tools, and a bit of skill. These are just a base coat, color coat, and top coat all in one. And they go on just like a sticker without any tools or heat. Want even more details? Head over to sarahfegley.com slash myfavoritenailpolish for more. Exactly. what are some myths that you find a lot of people believe about life coaches that are not true? I would say uh, one of the myths is one of the things we just talked about is that they're very similar to therapists, which we're not. Um, One of the other things is that it's like kind of like a fluffy, like spiritual, like woo-woo industry for people who just have money to burn or for people who um, just like are failing or can't succeed on their own. And that's not true at all. It's we keep going back to this example, but it is, it's very similar to a fitness coach. It's just for a different purpose. I mean, you can be working out on your own. You could be running, you could be going to workout classes, but a fitness coach, if you hire them, will generally just have a little bit more information than you. They'll be able to hold you accountable. They'll make you think outside the box or be your support system or call you out when you're slacking, et cetera, et cetera. And so a life coach really does that exact same stuff, but just for your the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a like one size fits all. We're going to be able to just like magically make your life better. But like I, I come from a place where I really focus on making sure that the way that you're spending your days is aligned with who you are and what you want out of life and where you want to end up. And if you're currently living in a a life that's leading you to a place where you don't want to end up, then we'll change that or we'll adjust it. And again, for entrepreneurs, it's that marketing aspect. It's helping you figure out not only how to do it, but what you want to do and what direction makes sense for you at this point in time and your clients and et cetera, et cetera. So it... It, that is one of the biggest myths is just that it's like for someone who has a lot of money to burn. And it, it, like, if you think of when life coaches first came on the scene, people were just like, oh, you need a life coach. But it really is someone who's just there to help you get to where you want to go or help you achieve your goals. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love everything about how you describe that. It's uh, 
I've <laughs> mentioned a lot of those little things multiple times to people when I've been doing my podcast or making a Facebook post just saying like stuff along those lines. So mm-hmm. what are some of the most common things that you address when you, it comes to women that come to you? Just because most of our listeners are women. Well, and most of my clients are actually women. Um, I have worked with some men, but I primarily work with women. And really, it's been confidence is probably the number one thing that we work on. And with entrepreneurs, especially, there's kind of this like imposter syndrome of I feel like I'm a fraud or I feel like I don't deserve to have this title of whatever of entrepreneur or of business owner. And it feels weird to self-identify as that. And so often like it really is just like, okay, I need to have master the confidence to feel like I can do this because not only when you're starting your own business, are you doing a crap ton of things that you don't know how to do and trying to really get everything in control. I mean, you're being the CEO and president, but you're also being the head copywriter and the accountant and the manager and the person who's actually getting the stuff done and the social media manager and like the head of IT. Like you're doing all of these things that normally in a company you have someone who specializes in that field and is doing each of them on their own. So having that confidence and and even if it maybe isn't having feeling like you're the master of all of these things at every area, but also just having the tools to bring yourself up when you are going through a period of self, self-doubt or the exercises to really get yourself back on track when you're looking at competition and maybe feeling um, less than. And so confidence is definitely one of the top ones. Um, generally everyone I come to, or everyone that comes to me does want some sort of marketing help because it's all wrapped up into that. And, um, I have spent so many years working on marketing, but other than that, there's a lot of like clarity in what direction they want to move forward. Um, actually taking the time to take care of themselves It's one of those things that's very interesting for women because culturally, the confidence and taking the time to take care of ourselves and really feeling empowered and overcoming self-doubt are not things that we are really taught that we have innately Mm -hmm. or that we're taught to do on our own. We're taught to take care of other people and to put ourselves last Mm -hmm. or that maybe we aren't I mean, culturally, we're taught we're not as good as men are or we're not as good as everybody else are. And it's something that I really work to help people overcome Um, because it really – I've read a lot of (laughs) studies that – because, I mean, that's pretty much what my – the podcast – this podcast is generally self-confidence and spreads out from there. But um, Mm -hmm. a lot of the studies that I've read – it goes like that study young children and how even in school we kind of look at the little girls to fit into this exactly how we want them to be like behave and everything but if the boys misbehave well they're just being boys sort of thing and um we expect the girls to kind of be obedient and do what they're supposed to do and learn as much as they can but uh they 
they're supposed to like just keep learning and it's never enough to be because you you're not the best you have to know everything you know exactly there's almost a higher bar that we have that as women have to meet in order to hit that level of confidence mm-hmm. and that's something that it confidence just really can mean a lot of things to a lot of people and it doesn't have to confidence doesn't have to come from something you have achieved or something you have learned yeah. it comes from within you before you've achieved those things or before you've learned them because once you learn them if you don't already have confidence it's not just going to like magically show up in your door and in like a gift wrap package <laughs> and so <laughs> it's really kind of changing actually how we talk to ourselves and our brains and changing the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And really those three things that I mentioned at the beginning that I focus on a lot are empowerment, community, and balance. And so having balance and having that life where we don't need to escape from and having a community, those both lead into ourselves being empowered. And really I Part of the reason why I'm so passionate about community is because I am a people person and I love variety and I love talking to people. And like I said, I really wanted to just like help people one-on-one. And so community is something I personally value a lot, but it also is something that when we have that community and when I say community, I mean people that we can be truly authentic with and with and who will accept us and raise us up. And so it is someone where we can go and say, hey, I don't know how to do accounting for my business, or I'm feeling really low about myself right now. And we can have those honest conversations and we can have that camaraderie. And that's what I talk about when I talk about community, because if we have a safe space where we feel confident and we feel comfortable and we feel like we're able to move forward together we will feel empowered because we won't feel so alone. And that's also so important for women because we do really, I mean, there are studies that say that we do value community more than men do, or at least we approach community differently than men do. And having those honest conversations and really feeling genuinely accepted for our authentic selves is more empowering than so than even so many of the exercises that I can give people or like I was saying before like achieving that goal that you're like okay I'll I'll feel confident when I get this done it's like actually having those real conversations or even interviews like this on a podcast I feel like that's part of the reason why podcasts are getting more and more popular and why people are really starting to listen to them so much is it's that basic human connection of you've been through this or you understand how I'm feeling or you get it in a way that nobody else does. And like, that's what can make us feel empowered. That's what can make us feel not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's definitely, I agree 100% with all of that. So, <laughs> What is your favorite thing about your job? I would say Easily, hands down, is just helping other people one-on-one. Like I said beforehand, um, I am – my personal passions and my personal values and my personal strengths are all wrapped in with that. I was actually – like before I got – like had done any training, before I had 
read any books or listened to any podcasts or worked at, with my coach myself, I had already been working with friends or family members and being like, okay, you're in this position. Let's go through this exercise together to make you feel better about yourself. Or this person's having a, a bad day. I know the exact way to help them feel better about themselves. And it was, I was doing it on my own naturally and innately for literally my entire life. And it's something that is so important to me because I had been in that exact same place that everybody else has been in where I was in an area where I was not feeling like I was really living a life aligned with who I am. And because I wasn't living that life aligned with who I am, I also wasn't feeling like I could be my authentic self around the people around me. I got to the point where I was trying to control things around me so much that I would, if I had a bad day, I would just tell, I would spin the story so that even though I was sharing that I had a bad day, it, in somehow in my own brain, it made me feel like, okay, well, but this is softening other people's view of me, or I can control how, um, I, if I can control it to, in the way that I describe it to someone else, then I can control the way that my bad day worked out basically. And in my head, I thought it was like, this is the best way that I can move forward. This is the best way that I can get control of my own life basically. But it was actually doing the opposite because I wasn't making authentic connections with other people. I wasn't living my life day to day through who I truly was. It was through this kind of controlled version of me that I thought that I should be instead of who I actually am inside. And so working with other people and helping them have that same breakthrough that I did, where I would literally just got to the point where I was like, I can't do it anymore. I need to stop trying to control everything around me because it's exhausting. And I am missing out on these amazing relationships and uh, experiences that I could be having if I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to be who I am and I'm going to be as authentic as I can be and if you don't like it, you don't have to like it. We don't have to be best friends. And it changed everything for me. And that's how I was able to make that decision that I was going to switch careers in a way that was authentic with my truth self, even though that was scarier than anything else I had done up to that point. Um, and so working with people and helping them one-on-one -on -one and seeing those kind of major breakthroughs happen with them or seeing them have that light bulb moment while we're working together or have some have a client text me and be like, oh my gosh, I tried this new marketing strategy and I've gained three new clients in the past week or whatever it might be. Those are the moments I get the most excited about because I know it with from personal experience, how big of a difference it is when you kind of go from your old life to your new life and seeing other people have that amazing experience really simply just makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me excited for them. It makes me feel like the work that I'm doing has a purpose and is something that I'm proud to say that I do. And so that's by far my favorite thing about my job. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Do you have anything else you would like to add? Um, I guess the only thing is I did mention at the beginning that I run an entrepreneur book club. Um, mm -hmm. And so all of that is a all that information is that located. 
Um, we have right now we have a digital membership where you can be part of the Facebook group and get like discussion questions and all of that sort of information on your own. Um, if you're remote, otherwise, if you are in the Twin Cities area, we have an in-person meeting and we're starting a second in-person meeting next month or I guess in March. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you also have a, your seven day self-care course. Yes. So that is an email course that's available on my website. Um, it's completely free. And so basically what it is, is it sits you down and every single day takes you through a um, different part of your life. So it could be friends, it could be family, it could be finances, it could be your home. And it really is all about how to kind of inject self-care into all these areas of your life. And it is something where you get an email every single day and there's a couple questions for you to think about, there's a writing prompt, there's kind of like a mantra for you to repeat to yourself, there's um, some actions you can do to kind of take care of those different areas of your life or to make you feel like you're moving forward in them. But what I've kind of realized um, through coaching and through like the way that I actually do my own goal setting and goal planning is I look at these different areas of my life. And if I can't give them a seven out of 10 rating for how much I am paying attention to them or how I'm feeling about them in that moment, then I need to do something to work on them. And so I always say to my clients, I'm like, there's no way that you're going to get a 10 out of 10 in every single area at any given point. It's like, it's impossible. You don't have that many hours in your life. You don't have that brain power. So yeah. to aim for a seven out of 10 or higher, means that you're incorporating that into your life. You're valuing it. You're really putting some um, some pressure on that area to make it be what you want it to be and to make it feel worthwhile and purposeful and healthy. And so really going through the self-care challenge, you go through these seven different areas and it's just like one area a day. It doesn't take that much time to actually go through it. But it gives you a couple suggestions of how you can kind of add more health into this area of your life and really new ways to kind of think about it as well. So it's something that for me, for someone who really values that level of balance, and I, again, the way that I talk about balance is the same way I view self-care. It's not so much about I'm just going to take a hot bath because I'm stressed out today. But it's more of how do I build a life where it's built in and I don't even have to think about it. And so the self-care challenge really um, kind of helps you think about it in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely I just signed up for it because uh, <laughs> and if there's another way to look at it, then I'm open to hearing about it. So <laughs> there we go, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm excited to see if you um, how it works for you and if you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely always have that problem of having a work-life balance, but the opposite of what you had said earlier of needing to get away from work, I have this problem mm -hmm. of needing to go to work. And I just mm -hmm. like, just because I love it so much that it's hard for me to kind of separate 
it from everything else. So I'm kind of always like constantly doing something for work and it definitely does right. put that stress on the rest of my life. So, <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that I personally, because when you think about balance and you think about self-care, like the narrative around it is oftentimes this idea of, well, this means that you have to, like you're saying, like work-life balance. Like by living a life of balance, that means that you have to only work X amount of hours a week and take off X amount of hours a week. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. living a life of balance is more so I'm going to make sure that everything is aligned with who I am and what I value and what I need to do for myself. Mm-hmm. And if that means that there's a week where I'm launching a new product and I'm working 60 hours a week, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But that also means that if there's a week where you have a kid who gets sick or you're on vacation or you need to spend a lot of time cleaning your home or whatever it might be, then you can take that time maybe away from work a little bit and only work, well, if you're an entrepreneur, I guess, only work a 20 or a 30 hour week. And that's what balance looks like for me. It's mm-hmm. it's taking time to do what you need to do in that moment and not feeling guilty or ashamed because you're working more than 40 hours a week or you're working less than 40 hours a week, as long as it is something that works for you. <laughs> which is not something that a lot of people talk yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's everything I have. Um, thank you so much for being here today. And you guys can all find Katrina at her website, katrinawidener.com. Links are in the comments. And where else can mm-hmm. we find you? Um, I'm all, I also post pretty often on Instagram which again is pretty straightforward. My handle is Katrina.Widener. Um, so super easy. <laughs> but it those would probably be the two top places. Um, subscribe for my newsletter. I put out new blog posts every single week. And I really try to not only include the blog posts in my newsletter, but you also get content from around the um, internet that might be helpful of things about mindset. Maybe it's about marketing. Maybe it's about balance or empowerment. Um, So I try to really make those newsletters as jam-packed with information that is relative to you as much as possible. And awesome. Yeah. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this episode helped you to better understand what a life coach is and how one could help you. Katrina really gave us some valuable information when it comes to deciding if you need a life coach at this moment in your life, clarified that a life coach is much different than a psychiatrist, counselor, or even a friend, how she could help you as an entrepreneur, and some insight on living a more balanced life. Until next time. What were some of your favorite tips? Head over to the Create Yourself community and let everyone know so you can get connected with others who are also just starting while getting advice from those who have been there, done that. For show notes and more, head over to www.sarahfegley.com. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this, invite them to join in. The more the merrier. Talk to you soon.